Today's program has been brought to you by TechServe, New York's original and still the best Apple computer, iPod, and iPhone store and repair shop. For more information, visit TechServe.com. You're listening to HeritageRadioNetwork.org, a nonprofit member supported radio station. We're millions strong, with folks tuning in from over 200 countries. We are education. We are entertainment. We are the future of food. May is our membership drive. Become a member and support us while receiving e-newsletters, advanced invites, special discounts, and a membership card. We need your support. Visit our website and click the donate button to become a member today. Thank you for believing in us, and enjoy the show. We talk about food. We talk about music. With musical dudes. Finger on the pulse. Snacky tunes. Convince by me. 
Welcome to Snacky Tunes. That was just uh, Small Black, Free at Dawn, off their new album. They are packed into the studio right now. Um, we are all awaiting pizza and their music, and it's going to be great. Guys, welcome to Snacky Tunes. Yo. Uh, so they're going to be joining us in the second half. Well, they'll probably be joining us in the first half as well. We have Ben Scora in uh, from Crown Group Hospitality, who will be making us some cocktails today. On this, I think this is the only sunny day we're going to get for the next mm-hmm. week. Um, bit of a washout weekend. Well, anyway, Ben, welcome to Snacky Tunes. How are you? Good. How you doing? I am. Uh, I'm good. I'm cool. Good. I'm, uh, I'm. I'm happy to be seeing uh, a bunch of different liquors here <laughs> in front of us. So, Ben, uh, for those who don't know who you are, I know that you are uh, the beverage director at Crown Group Hospitality, but you're a man of of many titles, aren't you? Um, is that what they told you? I, um, <laughs> no, yeah I've, I've, yeah, I've been living here for like 10 years in New York from London. Where in London are you from? Um, well, I'm actually from Manchester, okay. which is North England. Yeah. We had some pretty to- cool bands from Manchester, right? Yeah, one or two bands have come yeah. out of Manchester. But I, came, I moved to London, then I moved to New York like 10 years ago and been immersed in the alcohol business. How did you get your start in the uh, cocktail scene? Um... Well, yeah, when I finished school, I moved to London. I could, didn't really know what I wanted to do, so I started working in a bar and um, thought that um, it would be cool to make interesting cocktails and to do something fun rather than just making drinks that were on the menu. So I just kind of got interested in mixing different flavors and different combinations of citrus and alcohol, and it was kind of fun and cool, and I came to New York and... There was a lot of people doing that at the time here, and um, yeah. I mean, the cocktail scene in the last 10 years has blown up, changed dramatically, yeah. become its own. I don't, I don't even think you really call it a movement anymore. It's just, it's a thing now. It's a thing, and yeah, people expect it when they come to bars that they're going to have nice drinks, and um, we have this amazing community of bartenders all over the world, and um, we're kind of all buddies. It's pretty cool. It's pretty awesome. Is it as communal as one would like to believe it is? Like, is it, I mean, how do I put this? A lot of big personalities, a lot of alcohol. Over the years, it's going to get a little messy at times, right? Yeah, it gets messy all the time, actually. But uh, <laughs> you kind of have your friends. You have the people you hang out with. You have the people you see a lot all the time. You have all the girls. Um, and then, obviously, you have people you don't want to see. And you have uh, some worse times, but... All in all, it's a pretty amazing industry, and considering the amount of partying we do and the amount of hours we put in, um, I think it's pretty amazing. Now, what do you love about the whole uh, cocktail culture, and what do you think that your unique point of view is on it? Um, I love the fact that there's so many people doing it, and everyone has their own perspectives and their own ideas, and... Um, the last couple of years, there's just ama- some amazing products coming out and some amazing new kind of trends and fashions. I kind of like using seasonal, fresh, local stuff. So going to the farmer's market, picking up some local ingredients and turning it into something fresh and delicious and simple. Uh, so you're inspired by what's being grown, the food around you. Yeah, and especially this time of year. Yeah. It's just starting to explode and... The farmer's market yesterday was looking... I'm oh, sorry, Saturday was looking amazing, and 
I, I know that for uh, so many chefs that ramps is really the first signifier of uh-huh. the spring. What's the ingredient for the cocktail people? Um, well, I actually had a ramp martini a couple of weeks ago. I think Saxon and Pearl, which is pretty amazing. Um, I've had the pickle ramp one over at the Dutch. Yeah, it's actually Naren, Naren Young. It's actually his, he used to work at the Dutch. And oh, okay. Like, now he runs Saxon, so it's... So, same drink. Yeah, same drink. Um, um, is it like mint or dip? Like, is it a more herb or is it like a more fruit type of ingredient? Um, I mean, I love the Maya lemons when they start coming out. Oh, yeah. I do a lot of stuff with my lemons. They they kind of have that sourness of a regular lemon, but they also have this beautiful sherbetty sweetness of kind of spring and summer. So uh, I remember the first time I heard your name was back in 2009 when GQ named you the most inspired bartender. Yeah. What does one need to do to, to uh, claim that title? Um... We had a competition here in New York, and then we went to Vegas, and we had a competition in Vegas, just making lots of different drinks, seeing how fast we could do it, putting different ingredients together, secret ingredients, time challenges, um, endurance, endurance, drinking lots of tequila, oh, okay. <laughs> seeing who could keep up. Maybe stay up for a day and make yeah. cocktails. A week in Vegas. <laughs> um, so I see that you have some... Spirits in front of us. What did you bring with us today? So um, we're going to make a couple of drinks. So we're kind of consulting on this brand right now. It's called Bleecker Street. Okay. Um, so we're we're making it here in Brooklyn, mm-hmm. um, and we're making it from wheat. It's a totally organic product. We got the USDA to put their stamp on it. Um, Is that not a normal thing? Um, I mean, a lot. There are a bunch of organic vodkas out there. Um, there's not that many, but um, we wanted to do something kind of local and organic, so we went down that route, and the vodka turned out really, really delicious. We're super happy with it. Um, and so, what, so you're going to be making this just what the lion's part, right? Yes, we're going to do something real simple. So we're going to use the vodka, a little bit of freshly pressed cucumber juice, um, a little yuzu, which is kind of a Japanese I citrus. Yeah, it's kind of like similar to a grapefruit and a lime mixed together. Um, and then a little agave just to balance out that sourness from the yuzu. So just real simple, fresh for the summer. And then what's the other one? I see, I see tequila. And then this beautiful, gorgeous bottle is La Classe Azul. It's a... Um, it's, it's beautiful. Yeah. It's a um, tequila, Highlands in Mexico. All the bottles are beautifully um, hand-painted. And they all have this like amazing um, agave silver badge on them. So with this, this is a reposado, so it's been aged for a few months. It's super rich and delicious. We're going to put a little bit of um, mezcal. Okay. And some really spicy Jamaican jerk bitters. Ooh. And we're going to make a little kind of old-fashioned with it. We're going to call it Shakespeare's sister. All right, all right. So how about this? We're going to play a song. You're going to mix it up. <laughs> you know that, right? <laughs> it's named after one of my favorite songs by the Smiths. Uh <laughs> Of course. Well, beautiful. We're going to get back. We'll talk about some uh, cocktail drinking music when we come back. And uh, Small Black, you're going to drink all the cocktails that he makes up.
summer heat right there uh so we are mixing up uh with ben uh score from the crown group hospitality ben which which drink are you doing first so we're gonna do the lion's paw first okay awesome um and remind us what's in the lion's paw so we have some bleaker street vodka okay a little yuzu all right some fresh cucumber juice and a little agave Man, that is just that's summertime. So, be- super fresh. Yeah, you guys excited? Um, so being from London, uh huh, or being from Man, whoops, that's me. So being from Manchester, uh, have you seen the trend of cocktails uh, sort of grow and rise at the same time across the pond, or is it like a similar sort of trajectory? Um. Well, I think in Manchester it's pretty badass right now, um, in terms of where they are with cocktails. In London, they're, they're kind of like, um, whereas you know New York's very like traditional cocktails, old fashioned Manhattan's. Yeah, yeah. London's a little bit more um, trying to develop their own kind of thing, whereas New York, we're trying to kind of do what they did back in olden days. In London, they're very forward thinking. Um, so it's different kind of drinks, but it's equally as much passion and dedication and hard work. You want to shake it up? So we're going to shake this up. 
see a lot of smiles. <laughs> Now, I always got to ask, I, I've seen different mixologists shake in different ways. Do, uh -huh. you have, do you have a different shake for different drinks, or is it just, it's all the same shake, just a different way you do it? Um, for me, just really hard. You really want to get the drink super cold and get a really nice dilution in the drink. Beautiful. So, right. um, not too much that you're going to dilute it too much, but enough that it's going to dilute a little bit. And mix everything together super good, and hopefully it's going to taste delicious. Right. We'll see. And there's a couple there for you guys as well. Here we go. Cheers, boys. Yeah. It's summer, right? Do you have a Do you have a toast? Um, to getting drunk all summer and yeah. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. Well, that's good. Well, that cucumber really comes through. That is, wow, yeah, that's, that's fresh. Awesome. Yeah. That is fresh and dangerous. Delicious. Where's your favorite place to uh, drink in summer in New York? Both um, legally and illegally. <laughs> really um, oh, I love being on the beach, say, like, down ditch plains with a really cold beer and a cold bottle of tequila. There's nothing better than that. Um, and legally... <laughs> You know what's a really cool bar? The the bar right on the West Side Highway, um, um, by the Spotted Pig Guys. Oh, it's kind of all tiki. I'm blanking on it. Um, the Rusty Knot. The Rusty Knot. Yeah, that place is great. And when you go there at like four o'clock, when the sun's just kind of oh, up yeah. and shines in, and it's pretty amazing. So uh, summer cocktail drinking music. What do you like? Um, good beats. Did you hear Daft Punk's new album? I think it came out today. Yes. That's actually one of... I probably would be the summer yeah. album. Cut Copy. Cut Copy's great. Stuff like that. Yeah. Is it a little bit more uh, more mellow in the winter, though? What do you guys um, like to drink to and listen to? Drink to? In the summer? Yeah. I get deep on some dub. Yeah? Yeah. Just just let the, uh, the sunset listen to some dub? <laughs> Yeah, it just feels right most of the time. It really does. Um, and then, Ben, so tell me a little bit about Crown Group Hospitality. So we started um, three years ago last week. So wow. we have... Happy birthday. Yeah. So the owners of Sean Legato and John DeLucci, they have The Lion, which is in the West Village on West 9th Street. It's a beautiful, amazing kind of American-style restaurant with great cocktails, great food, great wine. And then we opened um, a sports bar called the Windsor, which mm -hmm. is on West 4th, um, which is totally cool. I go and hang out there every night after work and drink tequila and beer. Um, then we opened Crown, which is on 81st and Madison, which is a little bit more kind of fine dining right in the Upper East Side. Have you ever been up there? No, I don't make it. Have you been to the Met? <laughs> I've been to the Met. So it's right by the Met. Oh, so well, I should have known. I was, I yeah, if you're ever at the Met, come and have an amazing cocktail, and we have the most beautiful fresh pasta there. It's delicious. Oh, I wish I, I went to the punk exhibit the other week. I should have uh, gone. Yeah, we're right on 81st next yeah. to the Met. And then we just opened Bill's Food and Drink, which is oh, in... Yeah. Um, Got a lot of good press on that one. Midtown, yeah, on 54th and Madison. So it's the old Bill's Gay 90 space. 
Yeah. And um, that's what you gotta love about New York, about where they'll take over the old and keep some of yeah. the old, but give it some of the new. Yeah, we did this amazing restoration, kept it really old school. Um, we brought back a lot of the old things. Like we brought back the old piano player that was playing there for 15 years, and we're trying to kind of turn it into that staple Midtown New York bar where you go and have a whiskey and a beer after work and dance to some old music and there are sing along to the piano. There are few greater things after putting in a long day of work than just having that first whiskey and beer. Mm-hmm. When you're like, I d- I've done the work for the day, I'm just going to knock off for a little bit before you got to go out, before it's got to get, you know, you switch in late night mode, just that sort of just... Well, it's amazing being in Midtown and and kind of watching shows like Madman and then when you think that it doesn't really happen anymore, there's still the guys that come in and have three martinis at lunch and go back to the office and then come back to the bar three hours later and stay there from six until 12 o'clock at night. <laughs> it's amazing. Those guys, they got, I, you know, every time I think that I can actually put them down, I, I meet a, a professional drinker and I go, eh, I'm not that good. <laughs> well, I want to thank you so much for coming on this show. Thank you. Uh, where can people find out about uh, Bleaker? Um, yeah, watch the space. Bleaker Street's coming soon. Um, I'm probably going to launch in two months. So um, maybe we'll come back and give you guys some bottles. Yeah, I have no problem with that. I see uh, Joe nodding his head. (laughs) Yeah, And then we've got Small Lot coming up next. Uh, Here you go on Snacky Tunes. Same as 
Thank you once again to Ben, who made us the uh, Shakespeare sister shots. That was no joke. That was no joke. Those those jerk bitters. They got... Yeah. Oh, man. I never, I never heard of that before. I want to get into that. Uh, Jamaican bitters. Well, I'm looking at four <laughs> proud fathers of their new baby. Is an album a girl or... It's a girl, right? Yeah. Right? Sure. Sure? I think this yeah. One, yeah. So, six <laughs> days old. Have you guys slept? How's she doing? She all right? She crying a lot? Keeps us up at night. Yeah. Um, just give her a little whiskey every night, and then she goes right out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, Limits of Desire is out. Super excited. How do you guys feel about it? I feel great. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, we spent a lot of time on it, but it was worth it, and I don't know. We're really proud of it. Um, what's it like to uh, sit down and write an album these days and put it out in the crazy world that is the music industry? It's an interesting question. Um I don't know. It's like something like a release date is such a weird thing now because the album streaming a week before, right? People have stolen it, you know, a couple of weeks before that. So, oh really? Like, were you were you guys hacked? Yeah, I mean, I think it only came, it got leaked like maybe two weeks before, which is pretty damn good. Yeah, it wasn't wasn't good. too bad. Yeah, no, that's about as be- the best you can hope for. So, um, how does I, it feel to see a leak of your album? Cool. Yeah. Because people care enough that they're, they're looking steal for it. it. Yeah. yeah, it's fine. You know, I I think everybody steals music. It's it's just the reality of things. You pay for what you can afford. So yeah, everybody that hears our band is you know, we're lucky for them to check it out. So give us a quick history of the band. How'd you guys all meet? Ryan and I are from Long Island, Strong Island. Yeah, and hey. we're hey. friends from back then. Nice run in the uh, cup this year. First round, not bad. Oh, the Islanders. Yeah. 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 The soon-to-be Brooklyn Islanders. No. That got nixed? It's not Brooklyn. They're staying... Lo- the, yeah. They're the, staying Long Island. Yeah. It's okay. It's okay. New York Islanders. Anyway, so you guys <laughs> met in Long Island. Yeah. And then Jeff and Juan are friends from college, and then we kind of buddied up and started the band. Supergroup? Yeah. And what year was that? <laughs> 2009. Okay. So it's been it's been a minute. Yeah. It's been a yeah. minute. Four years, you guys still all friends? Yeah. <laughs> tour will make every, makes everybody crazy, but then we chill out for a week and become friends again. That's because tour isn't natural. Like, tour is, is no. the most unnatural. We're going to put you in a van. We're going to give you no sleep. and yeah. it's like Lots of stress. <laughs> lots of stress. Yeah, everybody has had their meltdowns. <laughs> so just you try, know to, what? try to manage them. I wouldn't trust a, a guy or a girl in a band on a tour who didn't have a meltdown. Because then you're like, oh, this person's fucking crazy. And they're Actually, this it. guy, Ryan, I can't... Th- Maybe Ryan hasn't had a meltdown. Really? He's a real even keel. I guess not. He's I guess I'm to totally nuts. Because when you're acting like a nut, you just look at Ryan, he's very sensible and calm. <laughs> and then you feel bad about yourself. 
What's uh <laughs> what's the food sitch on the uh on we the road? We don't play around. We eat real well. Really? We don't eat crap. We're we're super into Yelp and like we'll when we're on like a long drive, we we plot out all the cities that are on the route and we'll call an order in in advance and pick it up on the way. Oh, you're no joke. Yeah. Yeah, we're not eating. We try not to do crap. this, you know, gas station shit. The, bur- the yeah. 99 cent burrito. Yeah, exactly. I mean, because really, when you're on a 10 hour drive, the only thing to look forward to is something good to eat. So, what's uh, what's some of your favorite places? Like cities or restaurants? Hit me with both. Um. We've had really good luck in Phoenix. Have you gone to America's Best Tacos near the airport? No, but I want to. Uh, well, uh, we'll trade info. They do this carne asada, and they just put it in eight different types of like Whoa. wraps. That sounds really good. We yeah. have to do that. We went to this place called Fez, which is like a sandwich joint, and Triple H from WWF was there. Oh, yeah. Fez in Phoenix? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Some other band was on the show talking about Fez. That's crazy, yeah. You know, I you know I think it's uh, I think there are just communication between bands. I mean, look, you're all looking for good food at a certain price yeah. point in certain towns. Yeah, you're gonna come across the same thing. It's true that yeah, that place has been a go to. Um, what was the name of that diner we ate at in Denver? Yeah. Oh, something with an S. I wish I knew the oh, name. That food was yeah. delicious. Really good fried chicken. Um, you guys, anyway. All right, so let's see. We'll, 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 I'll look it up. We'll see if we can find it. You said yeah. S Diner, Colorado? We'll, we'll find it, yeah. Is it in Denver? All right, we'll see if we can find anything. So uh, you, you guys going to rip a song for us? Yeah, let's do it. What song are you playing first? This song is called No Stranger. All right, here we go. Small Black, New Dads of the new album. The Little Baby Girl, No Strangers here on Snacking Tunes. Thank you. 
that's a, that's a summer jam. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. That's, a, that's a straight up summer jam. So what's the writing process for you guys? Is uh, you know, I heard you when you guys were warming up before the show started, there was definitely a little bit of jam going on. You guys jam it out, and then you uh, figure out it's the songs really, from there. We do some jamming. Yeah, it's really different song to song. Um, yeah, some are from jams, some are from a song somebody brings to the band, and then we kind of rework around all the different elements. Um, I think for this record. Songs didn't really become contenders for the record until they had a hook that we thought was good and that we la- we latched onto. So I think that was the the main criteria as far as how we followed through and finished things. When I think one of the things that I like now, or when you can definitely tell that a band wrote an album and not just a single, and you guys put out an actual album. So what's it like when you're structuring not just going for one song but a whole start to finish and placement and things like that I just was reading about um, the Breeders 20, 20th anniversary of The Last Splash and they're like talking about song placement and structure and the way it goes and I feel that that's a lost art yeah um, I would say with this record like Free at Dawn the first track was definitely designed as an intro track and the last track Outskirts is um, definitely was always designed to be the ending so um we had that in mind, and then I think the rest, things start to, as you as you get closer with the mix, they start to really show their head as to where they belong in the record and what role they serve. You know, there's a couple of songs that we cut from the record that I think are really good that just weren't, you know, they didn't serve the proper role in the record. And do those become seven inches, or what do you do with those? Um, I guess ca- I we're mean, kind of, inches. we just put the record out, so we're still figuring out what to do. But yeah, seven inches are great. EPs, you know, it's it's kind of what... You know, you got to respect Record Store Day for, I think, breathing life back into the 7-inch and making it yeah. like a new commodity. Mm-hmm. I feel for a few years uh, that was not a thing. And, you know, the digital download or, like, the free song, but there's something nice about having it be tangible, even if it's 200 copies, and you, re- you release it online. No, I, I love 7-inches. I think that's probably the music form I buy the most, just because it's 5 or 6 bucks... It's a nice way to support the band. You get the cool art. I, I mean, I like the general size of a 7-inch. It looks great. And I don't know. It's usually got some track that's not as easy to find on the net. Yeah? On the B-side. Do yeah. you find that people aren't ripping 7-inches as much as they are albums? I mean, they do. I mean, everything eventually ends up on YouTube. But um, I think it's sometimes harder to find, like, that nice MP3 or something that you want to listen to. Yeah. What's your most uh, prized 7-inch? Um... Yeah, Juan's yeah. brother is like a like a deep '80s DJ. So <laughs> yeah, I'm an Elder Barge seven inch. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's really, that's great. That's the summer jam. That's like oh yeah. The There's your dub right there. Yeah, pop, but the, the jam. Kid vocal when you can get away with it is really great. <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, there's a lot of fun. I also like playing seven inch. I mean, DJing is fun. Yeah, I no. usually just bring out the computer and do the whole Serato thing. But the seven-inch thing is fun. You really work it. Especially yeah. with, you know, those are two three-minute songs and you're, you're sweating. And you better have those records organized or you're going to be playing some trash. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> nothing is, nothing is uh, shorter than when you don't have the next song queued up or longer than when you played the wrong song. <laughs> yeah, no. You can't get, yeah, you can't get out of a seven. There's no, yeah, like, there's no drag and drop a new song. Nah. 
No, you gotta let, <laughs> you gotta let that bomb play out. <laughs> now, are you guys doing any barbecues this summer? You guys cooking or? Juan, any Juan is the is the guy. He's a deep barbecuer. Juan, what you got? Uh, he's well, a, he's I'm our foodie guy. He's the go-to. I'm, I'm from Argentina, so we have uh, asado down there. It's oh, yeah. very very different style than that's here. That's like the big flame. That's yeah, the, yeah. And it's every house has uh, basically like a clay giant barbecue built into the backyard. It's they, there's a joke in Argentina that the, every house starts with the barbecue and then builds outward from there. Well, we got the barbecue. <laughs> We're thinking about building a house around it, right? That's pretty much Argentina, and it's just incredible. The the meat quality, it's lean but very flavorful down there. And the cows are very healthy. Just incredible food. And produce, it's kind of like anything that you would have to go out of your way to get here, organic, it's just kind of regular there. Uh, so that's kind of the best because you, you don't feel like you're doing gourmet cooking. You're just doing regular cooking. But it's like... Well, coming. there was a time when regular cooking was just gourmet cooking. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. What's your, is that your, I mean, what do you do in Brooklyn? Because I am assuming... I would love to... I've been trying to think about importing the grill. It's like a V... Shaped yeah. grill because it catches the fat, doesn't yeah. let the fat drip and smoke up into the meat. Uh, so I'm thinking about importing one of those and building one. We're also talking about doing a smoker in the backyard this summer, smoking some whole chickens. That's nice. Yeah, yeah. we're not we're not playing around. No, we were into it. It's, yeah. <laughs> uh, I think the uh, backyard Brooklyn barbecue scene. Yeah, no, no, people don't come here to play. No, no, no. You know, it's, everyone's a foodie now. You better not show you with some pre-made yeah. patties. Oh no! Oh yeah, exactly. Party. Like I was in the bodega yesterday and I saw those uh, pre-wrapped cheeseburgers, oh, and I was God. like, "Who still buys those?" Unnecessary. 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 All right, enough about food. Let's let's do another, let's do another song. Yeah. We'll talk about food all day. Uh, what do we got next? The song's called Sophie. Okay, here we go. Uh, Small Black Sophie here uh, live on Snacky Tunes. i 
super rad. So how would you best describe your music? Oh, man. I'm kidding. I'm not going to ask you music <laughs> questions like that. Let's get Thanks. back to the food. Um, so what is your favorite uh, time of the year to eat? Are you guys barbecue men or are you guys actually, are you guys like winter soup dudes or things like that? Come um, on in. You're the food guy. Don't stay in the corner. Yeah. Just over there. I just like to eat fried chicken all the time. You know, there was a good article in the Times last week about how to fry chicken and how if it's not deep fried, it's not that bad for you. If Which, it's not deep fried, it's not like, that bad for you. I thought if you had the temperature hot enough, the fat didn't get in. Yeah. And it's kind of okay. It's kind of okay. Like, the deep fried stuff that you get at KFC, that's that's bad for that's you. Bad. But <laughs> the like, <laughs> But the cast iron, two-inch skillet oh, okay. stuff is not as bad for you. And I'm just going to... And guess what? If I read that wrong, I'm just going to believe that it's not that yeah, bad for that. me. Keep that telling me that. Too. Right? Keep telling me that. So we learned today that Jamaican bitters are awesome and fried chicken is a health food. It's a health food. It's a health food. It's absolutely a health food. I read the other day that I was looking for recipes to make up pudding, like yeah. caramel pudding, and, and this one was like, this is really healthy, low in fat, high in calcium and protein. I was like, all right, yeah. I'll just make some caramel pudding. You know, look, I, th- <laughs> Why not? I think the biggest issue is processed food. Yeah, I think if absolutely. you can just eat good ingredients, like, okay, this pizza that we're eating, probably not every day, but essentially it's just bread and sauce and, and good cheese. Good cheese. Yeah, yeah I, I'm reading this uh, Joseph Mitchell book, and this one section is all about the Fulton Fish Market, and uh, there's this big section that, that he hangs out with this 93-year-old guy who's pretty much only eaten seafood his whole life. Yeah, yeah. And... He goes into this big, and it's set, this is like in the '40s, and he goes off on like bread you'd get at the supermarket or whatever you got it there, and said he would never eat it, yeah. and that it's trash. And this guy would seem like was the first person that was completely against processed foods, and I think he lived to like be a hundred. Just yeah, I, it's it's really a, everything now is just going back to the way things were yeah. before all the processing. Trying to or trying to like the whole like dry aged steak thing. It's like every steak used to be dry aged. Yeah. yeah, that was the way you did it, and now it's like the special thing. We actually dry age our own steaks at home too, which is nice. are you serious? Yeah, yeah, we mess with that. We've definitely done that. What's, a couple porterhouses. What's the longest you let a steak go? I just go like two or three days tops. Okay, and then it starts to dry out. And then I, know, I do the Heston Blumenthal method of just like. Hot sear, 15 seconds, flip, flip, flip for two minutes, done. Really? Flip every 15 seconds. It never lets either side cool down, so it builds a nice crust, gets it nice and medium. I usually just do like a two-minute, two-minute. You know, Carlo at Blanca does an 85-day steak. Get out of here. 85. It's it's like... It's like (laughs) like jerky by the end, but it's like... No, it's got like a funky blue cheese moldy... Ooh, Delicious. Yeah. Just cut that right off. You can't be afraid of the funk in both no. music and steak, no. you know? No, certainly not. So what's the plans for you guys? Tour coming? Yeah, we start tour on May 29th in Boston, and then we come back and wrap up in New York at Music Hall of Williamsburg on the 30th of June. Oh, so you guys are out for a month. Yeah, and then we'll be out again. So what, are you going north and around? Circle, yeah. Circle. One of my favorite burrito places is up in Boston. You guys go to Anna's Taqueria? Ooh, oh, I I have been there. It's incredible. The yeah. burrito there. I had it like a decade ago, so I don't know if it's, it's the still same. the same, but oh my God. Do you know the Soul Clap guys? Yeah. Okay, I'm good friends with Charlie from growing up. Yeah. Family friends, so we used to go there. Oh man, it's up good. In Boston. That was like the first mission style, like steamed cheese type of burrito quesadilla so thing good. I've ever had. Go there. Yeah, we it's yeah, good. That's really on should. the list. Yeah. 
So you guys are just doing all North America? You guys dipping into Canada? Yeah, we're doing Mo- Montreal, Toronto, Vancouver. Toronto's got great food, and Montreal, too. <laughs> Montreal's, that's my hometown. It's my dad's from. Where's Joe Montreal. Beef at? Is that in Montreal? Montreal, yeah. Dude, call him so you can get a res. I know, right? Seriously. That'd be amazing. Hey, yo, our band loves your restaurant. Our band loves your restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> if you're listening right now, Joe Beef, guys, we'll definitely come check it out. We just go to Schwartz's or go to Fairmont Bagels or things like that. Just get some of that dirty poutine, yeah. right? Totally. Uh, so I want to thank you guys coming on. What's all the nuts and bolts? Where can people buy the album? Um, just You can just get it at our website, small-black.com, or just grab it from Jag Jaguar or iTunes, Amazon. It's on all, all those various places. And can people the follow city? the tour on Twitter, Instagram? What are those? Yeah. Um, like Facebook. Facebook. It's pretty easy to find if you just Google small black. Uh, small BLK is the, t- is the Twitter handle. So. And where's the name from? Uh, I moved to Portland on a whim once, and I was living in this really sort of screwed up house, and there was a pack of raccoons that lived in the attic. Okay. And we named them all, and one of them was named Small Black, and that's who we named. That was the name of the band. Interesting. Well, shout out to Lissa. Lissa, what, what do you got? Come on. Tumblr. Tumblr. Oh, the Tumblr. Oh, Tumblr. Yeah. Smallblack.tumblr.com. I Which, love Tumblr. Yeah, Tumblr. Which just got bought by Yahoo today for a yeah. billion dollars. Really? That's a lot of money. Yeah. That is, that's really the way to make money. I, I guarantee you Tumblr's savoring champagne bottles right now. I think that's hey, what you Tumblr do. Hey, Tumblr guys. We love you guys. I think that's what happens when you sell for like a billion. I think that's what Instagram did. They just savor. They get those like big, comically sized magnums. The Chandon, yeah. the, Chandon, like the magnum. Like, yes, the yeah. Chandons. <laughs> which are crazy because they're like $100,000. It's like a hundred. I don't know. We, we drink that sometimes after shows. Oh, yeah? Just get a novelty like... Human-sized bottle. And just saber it with one of the guitars? Sure. Awesome. All right, so what's the last song we're going to get? We're going to do oldies, Despicable Dogs. Awesome. Well, Small Black, Ben, everybody, thank you so much. We will be off next week because we will be enjoying a day of barbecue. No doubt. No doubt. Uh, You guys got barbecue plans for Memorial Day? Oh, yeah. Yeah, We're working on it. Oh, you're working on it. We're working on it. it. Start aging those. Hey, man, do we get some funky steaks for next for next Monday. Steak and shrimp. Yeah, That's what we're going to do. 80 day. 80, 85. <laughs> 85 day. I know, right? That's, that's really, really that's bold. Dedication. Yeah. I, it scares me, but obviously, I, I don't know. It's fine. It's fine? Yeah. Okay, here we go. Small Black, Snacky Tunes, see you in two weeks. Thanks, guys.
listening to this program on heritageradionetwork.org. You can find all of our archived programs on our website or as podcasts in the iTunes store by searching Heritage Radio Network. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at heritage underscore radio. You can email us questions at any time at info at heritageradionetwork.org. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization. To donate and become a member, visit our website today. Thanks for listening.